0: this is Dr. Lori Buckley. You're listening to Looking for Love and More. And today I am replaying an episode that was recorded in 2018, towards the beginning of 2018. So we're talking almost three years ago, way before the pandemic. And it is so relevant that I thought it would be really good to play right now. It's about loss. And while we didn't anticipate a pandemic or all of the losses that we all faced in this past year, 2020, you will find it completely relatable and it speaks to the forms of loss that we all experience. Some people's losses were very, very difficult and serious when we've lost people that we love, but we've also lost freedoms, things that we believed that we had the illusion of safety and predictability and certainty. They've never been here, but we, again, would have never anticipated this. But when you listen to this recording... It is amazing how it ties into all of the things that we've experienced in this past year around loss, even though we weren't talking about a pandemic. I do hope you will find it helpful. Again, we all experience loss in this life. It comes in many different forms, in many different ways, and more often than not in ways that we never expected it. So enjoy And I hope everybody has a really, really special and wonderful and meaningful 2021. And while 2020 was an incredibly difficult year, there have been some gifts and some of them are the things that we talk about in this episode about taking people and things for granted and not doing that and really remembering to live in appreciation end in love and remembering what we can and we cannot control, but also allowing yourself to process the loss or the losses that you have experienced. So to everybody, I wish you a new year filled with love and happiness and joy. And yes, there will be sadness, but like my little plaque near my bed says, life is not about waiting for the rain to stop, but learning how to dance in the rain. And sometimes it means we get wet and we suffer, but we don't have to live in that place. We can feel the pain, which is important to move through. And at the same time, we can celebrate and focus on all of the, just the blessings and the love that we do have in our lives. So let's say goodbye to 2020. Yay. And on to new beginnings and a new year, which look at, we're not completely out of the woods, but we are moving through you know, we're moving through hell. As they say, when you're going through hell, keep going and keep going are two words that are so important. As long as we keep going, we will get through this and we will get through this. So everybody have a wonderful new year, literally. And I do appreciate you. And I want to take this opportunity to thank you for listening to the show. I do always appreciate you. So enjoy this episode of Loss. Welcome, you are listening to Looking for Love and More, and I'm your host, Dr. Lori Buckley, and I am joined yet again by my co-host and sidekick, Mark Phelan.
1: Yes, you're joined yet again because you can't get rid of me.
0: <laughs> I try and I try, and yet...
1: Changing the locks. He, he's
0: like a boomerang. He just keeps coming back. With no, a change I love,
1: of address in, nothing I
0: works. love having you here. You know, you're the wind beneath my wings.
1: Yes, I'm full of a lot of things.
0: <laughs> well, they do make the show fun. You know. I... Mean, I Thought about doing it alone at times, like if you're not available, I thought, well, I'll just try it alone. And I just don't want to.
1: No, that's no fun.
0: I know. Just talking to myself.
1: I talk to myself all the time. I get bored. (laughs) You know, you're bored when you're talking to yourself and you get bored. You
0: know, you're a boring person (laughs) when you talk to yourself and you get bored. Yes, it's true. Well, I'm thinking of some kind of a Woody Allen quote about masturbation is making love with somebody that you love. Mm -hmm. Uh, So. I don't know. There's some There's some parallel there. I'm just not exactly but sure like, what. Like he it says, is. if you're bisexual, you
1: have twice as the chance of having a date on Friday night. <laughs> there you go.
0: And I'm thinking if you don't enjoy having a com- your own conversation with yourself, that's problematic. And if you don't enjoy masturbating, that could also be problematic.
1: Especially. But
0: none of us have those. As a
1: problems.
0: dude. <laughs> or as a woman. Well, I got
1: Laverne and Shirley. I got two choices. That's right. I haven't worked on my feet yet, but. <laughs> That's always a possibility.
0: Well, you know, it might take some flexibility that you don't have. Some yoga. Some, definitely. Pilates. some Pilates. Serious yoga and Pilates. Well, today we are going to be talking about loss, which is something we've been talking about talking about, and we didn't talk about it last time because we decided we wanted to have fun instead, and loss didn't seem like a really upbeat topic. But you know what? It is an important topic, and I like to talk about it, or no, I don't like to talk about it. I want to talk about it because I do believe that it can help a lot of people, because the reality is we all have loss, and loss comes in many different forms. It's not just death. Sometimes it's the death of a relationship, so it could be divorce, it could be a breakup, so many things. It could be having a child, so it is, in a way, a loss of the relationship that you had, which is completely free and easy, and now all of a sudden, as wonderful as it is, mm-hmm. a child, things change. So loss comes to all of us many, 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 many times in many, many different forms. So to talk about it in a way that might be able to help some people for me is really important.
1: And then there's the flip side. There is those words where it's, it's that when loss is attached to, it's positive. Oh, you look like you lost some weight. Oh, yes, I have a weight loss. So it's, it's relative to what you're talking about as far as that word goes. I lost that, my wallet. I mean, the well, loss. That's thing. not
0: good. The losing the weight. Can you think of anything else that loss is a It's a positive? I lost. No, I, I can't think of anything. Mm-hmm where it's oh, I mean sometimes let's just be right. p- completely realistic here the old joke is you know I lost 160 pounds or 180 pounds I divorced my husband
1: <laughs> Yeah
0: I mean so divorce or loss of a relationship isn't necessarily a bad or negative thing but it still is a difficult thing Sure oftentimes even good change can be stressful and difficult.
1: But more likely, a loss means you're losing something you've wanted to continue to have.
0: Right. Yeah, exactly. And even when relationships end from divorce or just a mutual decision or sometimes a unilateral decision to end a relationship, you know, maybe that relationship wasn't great, but we still have the loss of the hopes and dreams, the fantasy of what we thought it was going to be, or of all the great past memories. Mm -hmm. So even though the relationship itself isn't one that you would want to continue, there's still loss. Sure.
1: The companionship, those shared moments. Yes. There were pluses. I was walking through Trader Joe's and saying, I had a relationship where it could be summed up in one expression, red wine, dark chocolate, and sex. It sounds pretty good. But the loss of all of them, that's a, a loss.
0: Yeah. The relationship itself, the exactly. woman, you know, she's a lovely woman, but not for you. Exactly. So that was not a bad thing, but, but still would, a loss. And, and you know, the truth is you can still have chocolate, wine, and sex.
1: Exactly. That's true.
0: <laughs> How do you make that happen?: I
1: got, a, I, try, I got a little chocolate ganache cake and some red wine, and I went to town.
0: <laughs> with Laverne and <laughs> Shirley. That's right.: Or Shirley.
1: tag team. <laughs> but the idea is that moment, that little transitional moment of uh, when it was fun, there you, that little special spent time and shared time together, while you're sipping wine and tacking,' having have a little chocolate. Those kind of moments, it's like having the feeling of homesickness. When you leave an environment.
0: Something that you were used to. It was comfortable. Comfortable. It was nice. Yeah,
1: the comfort zone.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's true. So
1: you miss that.
0: I think sometimes also going in or beginning with the end in mind can be beneficial. So when you know that we cannot guarantee how long we're going to have somebody in our life, and that is a fact, Mm -hmm. we don't know if this is the last time we'll see each other. Things happen. So when we understand that, and I think that's why death is important for us to, to face it, and to realize that our life is precious, and we don't have any time that is guaranteed to us. So remembering that. And treasuring every moment is really important. You know, and that's why hellos and goodbyes are so important. You may say goodbye to somebody and never see them again. I mean, that's what happened to me. So Alan went on a business trip. We spoke every single day. Mm -hmm. uh, But he never came back. He got in an accident. Mm -hmm. Never came back. That story is something that happens to lots and lots of people. They say goodbye to somebody and they never get to see them again. They get in accidents, they drop dead, Uh, horrible things happen to really good people. So we just don't know. So you don't want to be in a position where you're going to have regrets or guilt. You want to express your appreciation and gratitude and love to somebody Mm -hmm. knowing that we may not get to spend another day with them. Now that may sound dramatic.
1: But it's a great thing to have in the back of your mind. Yes. Because you don't want to basically... You get up in the morning, we're going to go off to work. Okay, honey, have a good day. I may never see you again. <laughs> All right, see you. And then you come, oh, good. I'm, I'm so glad you're home. I didn't know if I was going to see you again. I That's mean, a yeah, little much. You don't That's want
0: to be, be completely literal about but, it.
1: But just that thought process of appreciation. Don't let a night go by in a fight. Those kind of little mantras are a great thing because you've, you don't know where it's going to go.
0: Yeah. You just you want to live in appreciation and gratitude. And we do that when we don't take someone for granted or we don't take our time on this earth for granted. We want to appreciate every moment and live each day to the fullest because we just don't know. You know, Alan's son and him were a bit estranged. They started to get a little bit back together. But you know, his son was angry with him. He had done some things. It happens. And I would say to him, to Alan you know, when his son didn't want to talk to him. He's like, I'm not going to talk to him. And I said, you know, you're his dad. You'll be fine without him in your life. I go, but if and when something happens to you, I said, and you don't reconcile or you don't make an effort because you are the dad, he is going to suffer. And you want to make sure that that doesn't happen. And so he did. He reached out and they were able to reconnect. Thank God. But still it was minimal. I imagine that there's some Regrets and guilt, at least it certainly feels that way. And it's unfortunate. You have to live with that. Oh, I wish I would have. Why Mm -hmm. didn't I? Years go by where you're not connecting with somebody because you're angry with them. Mm -hmm. If you're angry with somebody, talk to them about it. I'm really angry that you did this. It pisses me off. Have a conversation about it. But to just take somebody out of your life, somebody who clearly is important to you, it doesn't make sense. And Mm -hmm. it happens all the time. Families get estranged. Really, really good reasons, but to not have a conversation about it, to not express how you're feeling again. If you are going to have any regrets, and you can ask yourself that if something happened to this person, are there things I would have regretted not saying? And if there are, then say them. You know, what's it going to cost you? Maybe a little pride, maybe a little time, Mm -hmm. but the benefit is huge. It's so important. And to say, I love you to people that you love,
1: reframe and refocus. What you really feel and think and put that pride on the back burner and just put it out there. Yeah. Even if you don't get it back, if it is the end of a relationship and it's going to go away, at least you said what you needed to say. Right. Because if something does happen, hey, at least I put it out there. At least I tried to make amends. Someone wasn't reciprocal. They didn't want to respond. But all at least you can do i feel yeah. like i did something all
0: you can do is your part and i really do try to live that way although you know i'm not perfect regardless of how other people might respond or not i can feel i can feel good about the effort that i have made i also think that when you don't take a loved one for granted you treat that person differently your relationship is different i mean so many relationships end We could say prematurely or unnecessarily because people didn't show up. They Mm -hmm. didn't make that effort or have that intention to be fully there and loving. And if they realize that they could lose this person, it happens all the time that – they would probably, if they knew the end, that this person mm-hmm. was going to leave them, they probably would have done some things differently. Exactly. So do that before it actually happens. One of
1: my favorite quotes of all time is, uh, I think it's 1890s. There's no greater pain from mouth or pen than the words what might have been.
0: Yes. And you've said that before. I love that quote. It's such a good one.
1: And it's so apropos here, is because say you went through that self-indulgent you, walk out the door, Okay, three, six months go by. Boy, that was probably a mistake. I'm I'll try and reconnect. The person's already moved on. You burnt the bridge. They've moved on. Now they're in a, a reciprocal relationship that they're enjoying. But what about me? Sorry. Sorry, that ship has sailed. And yep. It, it's on you.
0: You had your chance. Exactly. And that, yeah, that ship has sailed. That window is no longer open.
1: And we have no guarantees of longevity. We have no guarantees of, of success. We have no guarantees of anything. We can only guarantee that we can strive to achieve whatever we want to achieve, but there's no guarantee we will have that success. But why keep trying? Well, because it's the only thing to do. If you don't, you'll sit back and wallow in self-misery.
0: You really want to not take this person for granted. If you think about it, most of us at some point before we ended up in our relationship, were lonely. We wanted to be in a relationship. Maybe we dated a lot of people. Maybe we had some heartbreak along the way. And so we're wanting to be in a relationship We're wanting to be loved or to love. And then we find someone and it doesn't take long before we get used to that person. And then we start taking them for granted. It's kind of like when you buy a new car, you buy a new car and it's Oh, it's so exciting. It's been it's just, a
1: long time. You,
0: <laughs> well, even if it's a new used car, but to you it's new. And it just get it cleaned and you wash it and you wax it and you love the way it smells and it gets it's just as exciting to drive. That usually only lasts a couple of weeks. That's kind of any new
1: thing. It sounds like a dude.
0: <laughs> dude how. <laughs>
1: Because, right, yeah, you know, you wash it, wax it, and it's exciting. And,
0: eh. <laughs> no, no, it's no longer exciting. Yeah, been but, there, done that. But exactly. That can happen in our relationships, sure. too. Maybe, hopefully, longer than two weeks. But to remember what it was like to be alone.
1: You trade them in.
0: And you, you could, but it's not easy to find love.
1: Oh. Oh, we've it, talked about this before. L.A. is the world's worst city. I mean, it's just... Because we're so mobile and there's no there's no convenient way of people just get together all the time. After living in New York, you know, the same thing. you walking down the street, you meet people. You stop in a coffee shop, you meet people because they're always there because that's their neighborhood or the route they go to or from work. Here, literally, I think I was at my house yesterday all day, did not take a step out because I was just vegging from a very hard week.
0: Yeah, well, isolating maybe. Yeah. I know we all do it. Mm-hmm. There's something really nice about holding up, and you can. First of all, we have all of the food delivery from your oh, favorite It's restaurants. Getting
1: worse and worse.
0: All you got to do is just press a button, and your favorite restaurant is delivering your favorite food right to your the door. Internet,
1: you've got Netflix.
0: We've you, got. A, you don't have to leave. No, you don't have to go out and see a movie anymore. No. You can just have it right there in the comfort of your own home. You just click on to DoorDash or Postmate. Mm-hmm. I mean, really. And then we have, of course, we have a we can talk to. <laughs> we it's can normal. order our, our toilet paper and our paper towels. Yeah. There is no reason, except for being a human being, to go out and socialize with people. We have to force ourselves to sometimes. I mean, on,
1: on the plus side, for the folks that are kind of introverted, they don't have a way to express themselves, even online, dating kind of thing, at least they don't feel so isolated and alone. On the negative side is the fact that even, I'm very outgoing, I'm very extroverted, but it's like, eh, I'm staying home today. I don't need to talk to anybody. I can just chill.
0: I love staying home.
1: It's a comfort. I love it's like, it. It's so nice. the way to nice. Yeah. really disengaged.
0: You can watch a movie without clothes. You can, you know, drink some wine, although you can do that now in movie theaters, but it's so without much more clothes? comfortable. When was the last time you
1: were at the theater? Had a little wine? <laughs> Hold on a second. Let me take my clothes off. I want to feel like I'm at home. You don't and- do that? <laughs> Yeah, the one time, and it was sitting next to Pee Wee Herman, and it was a terrible Oh, But no, I mean, there is, it's, it's a way to really unburden all the layers of technology and stress that build up. I just recently passed a law and ethics test. Woo-hoo! It is the first test of the two for my clinical license. Most grad students are in their mid-late 20s. They've just come out of college. They came out of grad school. They're not too far removed from high school. But the bottom line is that it's still familiar territory for them. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, I'm trying to retain this information and all the process of just taking an exam on a computer. That's still new to me. Mm -hmm. Back in the day, it was a pencil and a piece of paper. (laughs) It really literally and you'd was. And have a little scratch paper so you yeah. could actually take little notes for yourself.
0: Well, you know, wow. loss of memory, loss of eyesight, loss of hearing, exactly. all of that stuff.
1: <laughs> and that really helps. And Speaking then you're of squinting loss. Squinting at the freaking computer screen. But getting back to the original deal Teddy Roosevelt had a great quote. He said, uh, When you find yourself in the field of battle, no matter what the odds, if you fail, at least you failed while daring greatly. In other words, you never gave up. Right. You may not win. But at least you failed by daring greatly, which is just, that's my mantra.
0: And mine is, is, two of some of the most powerful words in our language is keep going. mm -hmm. Kind of the same thing. Do not give up. You have to keep going. And we all need to do that. And especially when it comes to loss. Mm -hmm. What do we do when we lose sometimes everything? You know, people who lost all of their money, who lost the love of their life who lost a parent who lost their job people who lose their children sure. i mean we are resilient and we can keep going but it's hard mm-hmm. it's fucking hard
1: i was just saying that on the news they were uh, talking about this at the beginning of tornado season two years ago there was a f5 tornado that went through a little town in monroe oklahoma and 75 80 people were killed there was one couple who lost three children their house and their place of business uh, it was their 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 company yeah and they looked at each other and said we have nothing
0: their security their we home have their family nothing. yeah
1: and you anybody watching that you couldn't help but, but just be but they did have each other but that was it you I know, know and they I had know. To rel- and then uh, unfortunately the woman next door did lose everybody so it's just like there again the revel- revelancy of reminding yourself what you have hold on to appreciate and never Yeah, let cherish
0: it. Go. it. Exactly. Cherish it. And you know, one's loss is not just that. It's so many things. When I lost Alan, I lost my future. What all of our plans, all of our hopes, all of our dreams. I mean, we were getting married and we were going to, we were semi-retired. We were going to go live in Europe part time. And we had our home and all of those things. I had security, love everything family cuz he was my family
1: and i was going to volunteer to be your valet <laughs>
0: exactly but in that moment that was all gone so it's not just a person that you lose it's so many other things that go along with that and it's again i think a opportunity for us to keep going reach out to people that we can, but really to show our resilience and grow from it and learn from it. And that's why I want to talk about loss. So people can really be Mm -hmm. intentional and conscious of the things that they have and not to take them for granted and to do things so they don't have regrets. It changes our life when we live in gratitude. Mm -hmm. And when we know that loss is possible in whatever form that that is. I'm going to say sometimes it can prevent loss. Mm-hmm. So if we if we are appreciative and intentional in our romantic relationships, for example, oftentimes that means that we can prevent the loss of that relationship. Mm-hmm. If we live in fear of loss, then this is a very different thing. Sure. We're we're living in fear. Well, what if my partner leaves me? What if they die? What if they cheat? And we hold back. We put ourselves in protective mode because mm-hmm. we're in fear guess what happens? It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. We end up creating the thing that we're afraid of. So yes, we want to be aware of loss, but we don't want to be afraid of it. We just want to look at it as part of
1: our lives. And you you brought up a good good point, is you could have uh, Jeff Bezos is now the $110 billion, richest guy in the world. He's going to die. No one can cheat or escape death. That's the one one thing that no one can escape from—good, no, bad, good or evil, rich or poor.
0: Although they'll live longer, wealthier people because they can't afford better medical health
1: care. Mm-hmm. But, Fact. but the, the bottom line is, since that is an absolute, no matter where you're from, you could have be the blue blood, of blue bloods, and never let a, a, lift a finger on your own. Eventually, that is the number that's going to be called, and you're going to have to answer that number. You have no choice. Yet. So, if that is the absolute then we now know everyone has some point of commonality. Even if it's just that. That's a scary
0: thing. Yeah, well, I, but it is something that connects us all. We are all going to die. I also think it's important to talk about our story, right? So I have a lot of clients who are going through loss, you know, heartache, divorce, breakups, those kinds of things. And they're, they're like, oh my God, I'm at a place in my life. And I know I was in danger of doing this and had some moments. We all have our moments, right? Of struggle. We're like, okay, so this is my story. You know, I'm in my fifties and I find myself widowed and alone. And having to start all over, that's my, that's my story. Like that just sounds horrible. And that doesn't have to be the end of the story. You get to create a new chapter. Don't let that be your story. You know, I'm the, the person who lost whatever my, all my money. Don't let that be your story. Find a way to create a new chapter so you are the person who lost all your money and then found a way to make it all back and then some. Mm-hmm. You're not the person who, whose partner left you for your best friend after 40 years of marriage you don't want that to be your story. You are the person who got left after 40 years of marriage with your partner leaving you for your best friend. And what you did is you kept going and you created something really meaningful and wonderful in your life, maybe even finding an amazing partner. So it is the keep going thing that is so, so important.
1: It is. It's, yeah, the one thing where you have no choice, but to get up in the morning, what, if you, even if you well, want you to do have bed, a choice. But no, even if you want to just stay in bed all day right? and not lift a finger, not do a thing, inevitably, as human beings, you're going to have to drink something. You're going to have to eat something. We have to still respond to the basic human needs.
0: Although there are people who choose not to.
1: And they just check, please.
0: Yeah. And it is really being intentional again. And you know, when it's really raw and new, there are days that you don't want to get out of bed. And so sometimes it was, and I know this was true for me, it was, okay, I'm going to force myself to take a shower. I'd rather stay in bed in a ball all day long and cry, but I know that that's not going to get me what it is that I want. You know, yes, I'll give myself some space for that, but then I was like, okay, I want to keep going. I know that that is important for me. And so for me to do that today, I'm going to take a shower. And tomorrow it is I'm going to call a friend or whatever it is that you can do. And sometimes it may seem really, really small, Mm -hmm. but it is what you are able to do. And it's not necessarily going to be what you feel like doing but it is something that is going to get you closer to where you want to be. Right. And look, at, grieving is one of those things when it comes to loss that we need to do. We need to allow ourselves to feel. It isn't about pretending that everything's okay or not allowing yourself to feel. We do need to go through that.
1: You know, those stages of grief, they don't have to be in all they're not linear. alphabetical order. No, right?
0: they're absolutely not linear. And they
1: may, not, they may pop in and out. Yep. And we may
0: not even go through all of them.
1: Deny, 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 accept, accept. And all of a sudden, whoa. Yeah,
0: bargaining, acceptance. And
1: something will catch you. All of a sudden, you'll have a a scent or someone will mention something. You'll hear a song, and it's going to catch you out of left field and slap you across the face.
0: And I think to know that, that there are no exacts stages. It's not exactly what you go through. I thought I was in acceptance Mm -hmm. and ends up just last week. I started experiencing some anger, Mm -hmm. you know, I started being really angry. Like, why did you get on that motorcycle? And how come you didn't take care of me? And like, just really feeling that anger. I thought I was done with that. And there it is popping its ugly head again. Mm -hmm. But again, it's just really understanding that there is no perfect way to go through it. We all Mm -hmm. grieve differently and we all again experience some loss. I have a client whose mother has recently been diagnosed with some kind of um, disorder. I don't know if it's dementia or Alzheimer's and you know, he looks at his mom and doesn't see the mom that he knew. She's still here, Mm -hmm. but it's not the mom that he knew that he grew up with. There's loss of that mother. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes we have the loss of the idealized partner We think that we are in a relationship with somebody who is perfect because they seem really perfect at the time until we get to know them because there is no perfect person. There is the loss of that perfect person who does not exist. But we need to accept and understand that. So we have loss in so many different forms. Our youth, you know, (laughs) we all say, oh, my God, I look back at pictures or Mm -hmm. I, I remember when I was younger and I used to be so critical and insecure. And if I knew then what I know now, I would have enjoyed my youth and all of that energy and beauty and strength. Again, we really want to appreciate what it is that we have because it is all temporary.
1: And if you know someone that is going through some loss, be there. Even if it's uh, an email, it's a card in the mail, something. A lot of people, I, I, I don't want to talk to them because I don't know what I'd say. Yeah. You know what you're doing? You're passing the buck and you're denying and the And just fact.
0: say, I don't know what to say, and but I'm so sorry. And if you need
1: me, I'm there for you. Yeah. You don't have to all of a sudden overwhelm the person, knock on the door, have baked goods and coffee and, and Yeah, sometimes flowers. people don't want that. Yeah, it's overwhelming. They want to be in bed, rolled up, because yeah. they're not ready to see someone yet. But just the little note of saying, I'm here for you. I am here for you, just in case.
0: And by the way, even though it's been a while, like for me now it's been um, a little over two years, it's easy to think that everything's okay, oh, I don't need to check in anymore, I don't need to ask how she's doing, and it really feels nice when people do. Sure. Like, how are you doing just to check in and, you know, see what's going on? We've talked
1: about that recently, too, similar things where it was – my only traumatic for me and a really good friend just didn't never did the check in. Yeah. Never did just a check in. Just a simple and with especially with technology now. Three lords, how you doing? Send. Done.
0: Yeah. I'm just thinking of in. you. Thinking of exactly. you. Just want to see how you're doing. Exactly.
1: And when you don't get that, you're going, you know what? That that's where the delineation. Where you still want to be aware of who's important in your life and not things go through this uh little filter where you decide to cast people off but some people are making a choice for you they don't want to be there anymore so let it happen
0: right but if it's because you don't know what to say so it's just better not to say anything and it's somebody that you care about you know think about that and look at people feel uncomfortable with loss mm. right because it sort of brings up our own fears sure. and oh. our own stuff our and, own reality Yeah, it's true. So it can be really difficult, but that is a good point. Sometimes it's not our loss, but somebody who we care about is experiencing loss. And to just forget about them or not reach out is What is it about
1: American society? You go to the Far East, you go to Europe, you go to South America. All these countries have got these amazing kind of rituals. Yeah. Not only do they worship and respect and revere their elders, but the passing is a transition to them. There's a new place they're going to, and you worship and appreciate that. It's the old uh, New Orleans jazz. Funeral. I was thinking
0: of New Orleans when you were talking it's about in that. Ireland. Yeah.
1: In Ireland, it's a, we'll listen, tilt back a couple and we'll raise a pint because yeah. you celebrate. It's Rituals, a celebration. Can, yeah,
0: they can be we healing. We are
1: a weird society where no one talks about it. Yeah. We should all embrace that and let kids grow up knowing that. This is going to happen. That way you can maybe be more in touch with this. Yeah,
0: it's a little tricky with kids. You know, there's only so much they can comprehend. So you want to put it in a way that they can understand. But it is still a part of all of our lives. And kids usually experience it, hopefully. Obviously, this isn't always the case. I mean, some kids experience loss of a parent or a sibling or just can't even imagine. Uh, But oftentimes it's a pet Mm -hmm. or something like that, which are good really opportunities to teach them about death. I
1: remember going literally through an hour funeral with a goldfish with my daughter. <laughs> we first of all, had to take it out, then find the proper box. Yeah. And then we dug a hole and we said somewhere to put her in the hole and then put a cool rock on top of it. And then an hour later, let me just see if she's Okay. <laughs> okay, let's go back. Okay, now the rock is there, and the rock is still there 12 years later.
0: Yeah. But it's
1: part of the process.
0: Yeah, when my son's goldfish died, we flushed it.
1: <laughs> but you know. <laughs> or the old, you know, the classic thing, grew up with what happened to little uh, Daisy? We took her to a farm. <laughs> She's going to be so much happier there.
0: That's what and- I did when our rabbit died. I said, oh, yeah, we took it to that. There was a place we would go and do pony rides, and they had rabbits and all kinds of things. I go, oh, yeah, that's where that's where it went. Um, so every time we would go there, you'd know, be looking for the rabbit.
1: And I never believe there's always some smart-ass kid farm? He didn't take it to a farm. It's <laughs> in a sack out by the ocean. I,
0: I remember I had this as a kid. I had this big tortoise. I don't even know how I got it. It was this huge tortoise. Mm-hmm. And then one day it was gone. And they told me that it ran away. A, a tortoise. Now I,
1: <laughs> it walked away. Very slowly.
0: By the way, I think mm-hmm. I just figured this out like a year ago. Uh, but yeah, I, I always just thought that the, the tortoise mm-hmm. ran away. And yeah. I mean, tortoises can live a long time. My brother but you one have to feed was- them. 42 years old Wow
1: And they do have A lifespan of over 100
0: Yeah so I don't know What happened I don't know what happened Maybe it did run away It
1: hitchhiked For
0: all we know So speaking of rituals uh, One of my dear friends Had a cat Who she loved so much Had this cat For so many years And her fiancé and her together uh, realized that this cat was really sick, so they took it to the vet, and then they had to put down the cat. Mm-hmm. It was it was bad, and my friend was just so heartbroken. You know, animals can be of course it's just a as big of it's a lot. It's a serious loss. It's not any less of a loss mm-hmm. than a person. Sometimes more. So the, the cat's put to sleep, and they take it back. They're going to bury it in the yard, and he washed the cat. He washed it. And my friend was like, I I could have thought maybe he was going crazy or something. Was Like, what was going on with him? But she really did appreciate the fact that he was doing this thing. And apparently it's some thing that people do. It's it's a
1: religious thing. Some kind of ritual. A lot of countries wash the body and then put the body in the ground with no embalming and no casket. And and so that's what
0: they did. He washed the dead cat. And then they buried it, and I I told her, I'm like, oh, my God. I said, I just, I always liked him. He's an amazing man, but now I have this whole new respect for him Mm -hmm. just to do something so loving. It's just so loving. We all grieve in our own way, and it is, yes, you want to keep going, but you also need to allow yourself to be where you are. It is the commonality that we all share, and to remember that we do not want to ever take a person in our life or anything in our life for granted to live in appreciation, to really cherish every moment that we have on this planet. Cause we don't know how long we have or how long our loved ones have to be good people to not, treat people in a way that you will regret, whether you die or they die, just to know that you are being your best self. Mm-hmm. It feels so much better to yep. live that way. Yep. But loss is one of those things that we all it deal with and life. to prepare for loss. Mm-hmm. I mean, Alan, he didn't have a will. And so he didn't have any say of, you know, where all of his assets went. And I know they didn't go the way that he would have liked it to, but he did not do that. He didn't think ahead. We talked about it. He was planning to do it. And if you're out there and you're thinking about, oh, I need to do this, I really should do this, and you haven't done it, I don't care how old you are, if you have any kind of assets, even if you don't, you know, to have a living trust, something, make sure you take the time to do that. It's really, really important. And again, none of us want to think about that, that we're going to die. Yeah, This is
1: kind of my point that I made earlier is the fact that we just don't talk about it. Yeah. It should be very strongly recommended the day you sign that marriage certificate.
0: Before then, then, if you are an adult and you have any assets, this is something that you want to do. It's important. So don't put those things off really be thoughtful about that. And we all go through it and we're all in there. And so if you know somebody who's going through loss, reach out. If you're going through loss and you need some kind of help, whether it's therapy or friends to be there with you, then reach out. And again, allow yourself to feel. There are some really great books and things about loss, but ultimately there is no book that will tell you how to do it.
1: I had one of those, but I lost it.
0: Oh dear. Let's talk about my gadget of the week. And we already I think what we just gave you by the way was our action step. Do something to right. to really get into a state of appreciation or things that need to be taken care of. And if you're listening to this and you realize that there is a family member or a loved one that you haven't reached out to, do it. Maybe you're just in a marriage or in a relationship, and maybe you haven't expressed exactly how grateful you are for this person in your life or how much you love them. Do it. It is something that you will never, ever regret. You never regret usually what you do. It's usually the things that you don't do. Mm -hmm. So there's this wonderful book. It's called Q&A for Couples, it's a journal. You can get it at Amazon. I actually don't have the author. If you do Q&A Journal for Couples, they have one that's three years and they have one that's five years. And what's really cool about it is every single day, it will ask you some kind of a question or there'll be some kind of a statement that you respond to. There is Really just a couple of lines for you and your partner to write something about it. So it might be, um, what is your favorite midnight snack? It could be something that simple. And you write it down. You each write it down. Maybe you can talk about it. And you do that every single day. There's a different statement or a different question um you know they get deeper some are deep some are very light mm-hmm. but they're really interesting and then at the end of the first year then you start over again and on each page there's a place for three different years so you get to see where you're at in those different years it's a way to promote some kind of intimate conversation between you two which can be really nice Alan and I had a thing called the like book and every day we didn't do it forever I mean I think you're supposed to do it maybe for a year I think we ended up doing it for like six months but for six months we would write in it, um, in this like book, you know, what I'm liking about you right now. And so he would write something and I would write something. And we have a lot of, here's what I like. And it's nice to have that, that memory. But the thing that was nice about it is at the time to be able to talk about those things. And when you're thinking about those things, guess what? You're in appreciation. So that is also another thing that you can use to improve your relationship. It doesn't have to be the book. Mm -hmm. If it's the like, you can just, you can have a love book that I've had some of my couples do. It's a little notebook or a little journal could be a nice one. And you just keep it somewhere. And when you're feeling it, doesn't have to be every day, you write something that you love about your partner or something that you appreciate. And then when you're not feeling maybe quite so loved or connected, you go look at that book. Actually, I got that idea from a couple, and I thought that was such a great idea, and it's something that you can do. So these kinds of tools that we have, the Q&A Journal for Couples, the Like Book, um, you know, making your own love book where you just write things down, these are wonderful things to keep you in appreciation and also really good for your relationship. So we did it. (laughs) We got through it. We talked about loss, not a tear in sight, which feels good. Again, we're all in this together. And it is important to reach out to people as much as you can on whatever side of it that you're on. Anyways, that's our show for today. Thank you again for listening. You know we always appreciate you. Remember, if you want to go to Italy, you're thinking about it. If you are a couple, go to retreatsforlove.com. If you're a woman and you would like to go to Italy and go to a woman's workshop retreat, go to You. Com. So we're opening up new spaces, and
1: not want to go. It's
0: going to be amazing. And everyone, take care. We'll go talk hug to you soon. And kiss
1: everybody you know.
0: <laughs> Ciao.